0: Hey, hey, welcome back to Train, Thrive, Grow. So I'm really excited about this week's episode. We have an awesome special guest with us today. Felicia Wright is a social media marketer and podcast host. She helps small business owners create a social media strategy that puts them in front of their ideal clients and drives sales. So she is a great person to talk about how to use social media to help promote your online course or your digital products. After the birth of her second child, Felicia wanted to spend more time with her children at home, so she started to explore online business models and eventually found her sweet spot as a social media manager. So she recently made the plunge from full time teacher to full time freelancer and has since launched her podcast, Go Rogue, where she teaches budding entrepreneurs how to go rogue from their jobs with entrepreneurship. So for those of you who are looking to get out of that 9-to-5 grind, Felicia's got a super inspiring story to share with you. Uh, In her spare time, she hangs out with her amazing family. Felicia is married with four- and two-year-old daughters and loves a great chai latte. So we're going to have a great chat with Felicia, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So hello, Felicia. Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you with us. Why don't we start with kind of who you serve and what kind of work you do?
1: So recently I've expanded. So for a while I was doing social media marketing and um, now I'm still doing social media marketing with doing posting for clients and stuff like that. and doing Facebook ads, but now I'm also, I just launched my podcast, which is go rogue to help other people essentially go rogue from their job. their nine to five that not really serving them anymore. Um, it's just not your passion anymore and you're just ready to do something different. So that's what I have going on right now. It's really exciting. Um, that's like my passion project. That's like the baby in the cradle that I'm
0: like, Oh, keep it safe.
1: So I'm excited.
0: Awesome. Good. And so I'm guessing that you probably then had a nine-to-five job that you ditched at some point. So do you want to tell us a little about your journey with entrepreneurship and how you kind of got to this point? Yeah,
1: and um, that's mainly why I started the podcast because I, I I just wanted to share with people why I started this. And I always think about family and like they're like... They see this stuff on social media, and like, what on earth is she doing? So I am a former teacher and I just resigned in May. And the reason why I started my journey to entrepreneurship is because um, I was putting my all into teaching. I was getting there two hours early and staying late sometimes. And I was just trying so very hard. And I talk about this on my podcast as well. But um, at one point, I actually got written up for not using an exclamation point in an email to a parent. And I was was seven months pregnant at the time, and I was devastated. Like, the devastation, I was crying for days. And my husband was like, why are you so upset? I was like, well, I've been trying so hard, and it just doesn't feel like it's good enough. So it was at that point where I kind of hit a shift. And I was like, well, if I'm trying this hard, and it's not good enough, is it ever going to be good enough? I can't invest more time and energy. I've got another baby at home and one on the way. So that is kind of how it started. And I tried a lot of different things. I tried direct sales. um, I tried blogging and I was like, yeah, I don't like to write. So I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) So, and then I discovered social media marketing and um, that's where I've kind of nestled in, and I enjoy it, and that's how I got started, really.
0: Mm. I can't believe that was a rule. Like, you just had to use exclamation points in every every email. That's pretty crazy to me.
1: It wasn't a rule, but it was, I sent um, a positive email to a parent that's like, hey, such and such, having a great day, and this was a student that was struggling,
0: mm-hmm. and the next
1: day, the principal's like, Felicia, you should know better. You have a bachelor's degree. You know how to write an exclamation point belongs here. I'm like,
0: what? What? That's so crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time for like that level of rules and micromanaging. So I am, I am with you. And then you said you had, you had two little ones. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. They are four and
1: two now. I have two Mm -hmm. girls, Charlotte (laughs) and Karina.
0: Okay. Well, great. Well, that all sounds Awesome. So a lot of my students and clients, social media marketing is the main way that they are promoting their courses and businesses. So what do you think is most important when it comes to attracting your ideal client or your ideal learner on social media? Like how do you, how do you target what you're doing to really make sure you're reaching the people that you want to connect with?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And actually, this, I can piggyback on an experience I just had with somebody I talked to on social media and she was asking in a group Um, what she should do to tweak her ads and I asked her about her business and everything I'm like well what is it and it's like positive affirmation and stuff like that and I told her I was like well what groups are you hanging out in and she's like oh I'm kind of just doing all the things and I'm in all the groups and I told her about a specific group I was like are you in this group And and this group is very woo woo very spiritual and I was like are you in this group she's like no and then I pointed her to another group and she's like I'm not in that group either I was like well don't hang out everywhere stop that and find specific targeted groups and talk and interact and network in there because there's no point in being in every single entrepreneurial group if you can't really impact or network with the right people that are interested in your services and offerings mm-hmm. so you really have to find targeted groups just a Facebook as an example Targeted groups and interact and network there. So I sent her like a bunch of, I use the word like woo-woo, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. groups. But um, she wasn't in those. I'm like, get out of this group, get out of this group, go to these groups. Because those are your people. You have to right. find people do the yeah, research. it's
0: like really like focusing your time and energy on like where your tribe actually is. Now that, that makes sense. And Facebook groups are such a great tool for when you're first start, starting out. Cause it is such like a collaborative environment in there. I know a lot of my clients, like their first few clients all came from just networking and Facebook groups. So that is a great tip. Now, yeah. when you're talking about actually creating content for Facebook, these days in like 2018 with all the crazy stuff with the algorithms and all of that, what what kind of content are you talking to people about actually putting out on Facebook? Okay, so, um,
1: and I can use my business page as an example. So when I first started, um, I was just posting kind of anything and everything. And I was getting a reach in everybody out there that has business pages. I'm pretty sure they can relate. I was getting a reach of like five people six, maybe, because business pages are hard on Facebook. Um, once you really hone in on who you are and who you're trying to serve, you you get clear about what to post. So I noticed with my own business page, once I started posting vulnerable posts, opening up to my audience and letting them know my journey, my business page skyrocketed, and I started getting way more reach, way more comments. And I think that's really important. Um, even if you're posting articles, sometimes, like, I, I'll see some of my clients like, hey, check out this article. Tell me what you think. That's not really engaging um, with articles. They're super hard. So you have to write a captivating caption mm-hmm. above it to get people, draw people in, to get them to comment. So really think about who you are and your story and work on ways to really capture that through text. So people read it and they are pulled in to interact with your page. That's the key. And it takes a lot of experimentation to see what actually
0: works. Yeah, that makes sense. I've also found with the, with, the, with the asking questions thing, if you make it really hard for your audience to answer the question, you're just going to get crickets. Like I've noticed I do a lot more with Instagram, to be honest, than my Facebook business page. I got to work on that a bit more. But when I'm doing any kind of polls and things like that, I think you're so right. If I, even if it's just easy to answer, it's so yeah. much better.
1: Yeah, one-word answers like or clip like with the polls—you just literally tap one. It's just so much easier for your audience to engage, especially if it is captivating too. It's like, oh, I have to engage with it. It's just so interesting, you know,
0: and easy. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And, you know, a lot of people I think too are looking to launch something using social media posts. So what do you think when a client comes to you who wants to do a launch strategy for a particular product? Like, well, what's, what's the approach there for, I guess, timing your posts on social media? How do you, how do you work that?
1: Okay. So timing is really important. Uh, You want to let your audience know that it's coming. And around letting them know that you kind of want to build up some hype and get people excited Mm -hmm. because I always say if you build it, they'll come, but then on the way to coming, they're going to get sidetracked by a Starbucks and then forget that they were coming. So you have to get some emotion in there to get them to come back to you. So building up that hype, maybe like two to three weeks before, is like, hey, I've got something coming up. I'm going to let you guys know you're going to be the first ones to know about it. I'm so excited to share it with you. So building up that hype is super important and making sure that whatever you're offering is something that they want you have to know that it's something that they want something that's kind of juicy and um, people will come back They're they'll go to Starbucks but then they'll come back to you because of like hey she's got something juicy that I
0: want <laughs> Yes, no, that's no it's exactly right. I always I always tell people that it's like framing your content in terms of, you know, your audience's pain points. Like what kind of language are they using when they think about their issues? What like what problems and goals are kind of top of mind for them? Cuz you have to kind of go to where they are. You know? Yeah, and that's As an example.
1: Yeah. And using that language, you can literally ask them in the responses, pull the direct language out of their responses and put it on your sales page or put it on social media. Because like you said, speaking their language back to them is super important.
0: Now for for most of your clients, are you doing a lot of work mainly on Facebook? Are you also kind of doing like Instagram or YouTube, anything like that?
1: Uh, Most of my clients are Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm been picking up a lot of ad clients lately and doing some consultation work um, along those lines because I find that um, some of my clients, they, they just need help. They need somebody to show them what to do with their ads. They need help with tweaking and those have been a lot of fun as a former teacher. I like teaching people, so we do Zoom calls, and I I walk them through their ads manager on the back end, and that's been a lot of fun lately, so those Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying.
0: Okay, well, that's perfect. So we should get into ads, because I get a lot of questions about, oh, how do I use Facebook ads to promote my course? Like, when should I start using Facebook ads? What do you think? So if someone is launching a new product.
1: Okay, so... I found like the most most of the people that I talk to they think they know but they they really don't know. So I would say about 80% of the the discovery calls that I'm on, they've never heard of the business manager or the ads manager. They think ads is just boosting. I'm here to tell you it's not just boosting. <laughs> there is a back end to Facebook. Um so if you're thinking about running ads, I truly believe that your organic strategy really has to be on point because you don't want to start throwing money at Facebook ads and you don't really have a strategy in place. Um, I think that once you start doing it, you really need to do your, if you're not going to hire or hire for help, you really need to do the research. Um, Dive into YouTube. YouTube is like the best place ever to learn anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would suggest diving into YouTube because my biggest thing is I don't want people wasting money. I don't want you to waste money. I want you to put your best foot forward and set you up for the best amount of success possible so Really doing your research first, I think, is key before you start running any kind of ads so you know exactly what you're talking about. And um, installing a Facebook pixel. If, you're, if there's somebody out there that doesn't know what a pixel is, it's basically a line of code that you put in your website or landing page that tracks that data so it gives you the ability to remarket. Yes. That's
0: huge. No, I am am so glad you said that because I think that to me honestly is the biggest way that new course creators get themselves in trouble. The first time they launch a project, they've maybe done all this like research online and they hear all these people talking about scaling your product with Facebook ads and these six-figure launches. But it's really important to remember that when people do that, it's never like the first time they've ever marketed anything. No. you figure out how you're going to scale by getting really good numbers from your organic traffic first, like yes. figure out what is going to convert. It's yeah. It's always really sad when you pour tons of money into something, and you just don't get a return because Facebook ads are definitely a jungle. It is messy trying to kind of navigate your way through like without having any kind of data first. So that is yeah. super good advice.
1: It's no joke back there. Like once you start looking at the ads, manager, you're like, what is this? Yes. The first time I saw it I'm like I didn't know this existed like what? So yeah, know what you're doing.
0: And how about uh how about Instagram? Are you doing a lot of ads and sponsored posts on Instagram?
1: I primarily run ads through Facebook and then I turn on the ad placements for Instagram. So the ads that I'm running will be shown in Facebook as well as Instagram as well. So it's
0: both. Okay. Well, sounds good. What about Instagram stories? Have you done, are you doing much with Instagram stories?
1: I'll be honest. Instagram's like not my favorite
0: place to be. Okay. Facebook,
1: (laughs) but I do run Instagram for um, some of my clients and Instagram stories are great. I always tell people that your posts should be business related and offering value. And then your stories is like, what's going on in your life and interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Cause even though we're doing business, we still want to be relatable and let people know what's going on. So that's where the stories comes into play.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a great way to like have your personal brand side in addition to your business content. No, yeah. that's great. And I think that brings up a good point. Another thing I think is super important that you don't have to be 100% in every platform, especially not right at the beginning. Like I would say for me, a lot of my ideal clients do hang out on Instagram, but I have mm-hmm. other people I work with who get a much better return on their investment doing just like what you do, really focusing on Facebook, so
1: Awesome. Yeah. And most like, I either find my clients through Facebook or LinkedIn.
0: Oh, really? LinkedIn. That's mm-hmm. cool. I, yeah. I use, I guess I have LinkedIn for like my full-time job, but I really haven't used it much at all for, uh, you know, for my business. So that, that's good to, it's okay. a good thing to think about too.
1: Yeah. I love LinkedIn. That's where most of my clients come from is LinkedIn.
0: Okay. Well, that's super interesting. How that, do you, how do you get found on LinkedIn? Are you like, putting articles up in the feed and what do you do there?
1: So since I'm a social media marketer, I need to primarily work with business owners and mm-hmm. that that's where they're at. Is what right. So I spend a lot of time over there as well. So what I do is I optimize my profile with keywords. So if somebody's looking for a social media manager, a social media marketer, all those keywords are in my profile. So I'm going to pop up for them. I also connect with people. Um, just, I send them a quick, hello, how are you? That kind of thing. I post articles on LinkedIn. I don't post articles as much as I'd like to. I post them about once a month, but um, things last longer on LinkedIn. You know how Facebook, you post something or even Instagram, you post something and it just gets buried in the feed really fast. Um, Things have a longer lifespan on LinkedIn. So posting an article once a month has been beneficial, but I have people that reach out to me, like, which is awesome because my profile is optimized. Mm-hmm. So if you are working with, um, business owners, like B2B mm-hmm. LinkedIn is exactly where you want to be.
0: Okay. Yeah. That, that's really smart. I'm kind of wondering a lot of my clients do blog posts is sort of their, um, you know, they're free content, and then they have some kind of a lead magnet to get people into their funnels towards their courses. And mm-hmm. you know, obviously people do Pinterest for promoting blogs, but a lot of people are in that B2B space. So that, yeah. that seems like maybe a good, a good way to think about getting your blog content out there too. And if stuff lasts longer than on Facebook, that's potentially a really powerful tool.
1: Yeah. I love LinkedIn for that. It's, it's been beneficial for me.
0: Okay. Well, good, good to know. I might have to like, try to get more serious about LinkedIn here. Yeah. Here before we switch gears, is there anything about social media that we haven't covered yet that you want to talk about?
1: I would say like with your business page, definitely. Um, I always say like, I have a character on social media and the character is me. (laughs) and I always just think about, because it's hard to talk about yourself a lot, but I, like, I call myself Fierce Felicia, so I'm not talking about me anymore. I'm talking about Fierce Felicia over here Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: what she has going on, so if it's hard for you to open up on social media, kind of create your own persona (laughs) and think about what would she do and frame it that way because even some of my clients, they have a really hard time opening up, but Mm -hmm. that, like personal branding, that tends to do the best on social media. So if you have trouble opening up, create your little persona and talk from her point of view, which is really you.
0: Oh, I love that. No, that makes total sense is that, you know, you're you're creating a character, but it's also like an authentic character. Like it's a piece of who you are. Cause mm-hmm. I definitely have days where, you know, I'm just like not feeling it. I'm not feeling great. And the last thing I want to do is go on social media and talk about myself <laughs> but there is like a version of Rachel who is the person I want to be in my business. And if I can just show up as that person on social media, that, that makes total sense. I like that. Yeah. Here's Alicia. <laughs> how did you, how did you come up with that character? Like what did you do to kind of find your voice?
1: Um, it took a while um, before I really started to hit my, my personal brand hard. I, I, I really struggle opening up with people. Um, I like, I consider myself very private, I'm a hard person to get to know, mm-hmm. and um, I just got to the point where I went through so much personal development when I was trying to leave teaching. I got to the point where I was like, okay, enough's enough. Like, you need to be yourself, mm-hmm. and um, it really took some serious mindset shifts on, on my part to actually get to that space, mm-hmm. because I always felt like I wasn't good enough, and uh, I I didn't feel like... I should show people who I really was, so I created that persona, and then now I feel more comfortable now. But it took a lot of like mindset work, and I'm still working on all my mindset. But that's really how I got there.
0: Yeah, no, I I can relate to that a lot. You know, before I, I started having any kind of a personal brand, mm-hmm. I like posted pictures of my wedding on Facebook. Maybe I would write like, happy birthday to my sister. If my, if I posted on Instagram, it was like travel pictures from when I took a vacation, like I did not post. So it's been just like a, yeah, putting yourself out there into the world it can just be, I don't know, anxiety producing, but it's yes. also the kind of thing where I just like, I know this is what I have to do. And I just kind of keep pushing through it. And it does, it does just like get easier
1: Mm-hmm. So it
0: does.
1: It, but... And I find that it's usually like one to two people that you're concerned about. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what if this person sees it? What if this person sees it? What I did in the very beginning, I started excluding those people from my posts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no harm there. They And then they don't even know what they're not seeing, so
1: yeah so if that helps anybody out there if you're worried about those five people that are gonna like judge you just exclude them from your post
0: No. Yeah. That, that makes total sense and they won't even know. So that's great. Um, I also, I wanted to talk a little bit about your podcast too. So that sounds like a super cool project. Um, do you want to tell us like, if people want to go listen, like a little preview of like the kind of content you do and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So go rogue is all about how I went rogue from my nine to five. And I built the podcast as a passion project to just help other people realize like, if if you feel stuck, if you don't feel fulfilled in your job, it's okay to say that you want to leave. For me as a teacher, it was so hard to say that mm-hmm. because, you know, as a teacher, you're supposed to want to help kids and I do want to help kids, but in that capacity, it just wasn't for me anymore. It was time for me to move on. So I, for me, Go Rogue is to give people that voice to say, it's okay to say, this isn't for me anymore and I need to go live my passion. So on Go Rogue, um, I give some practical tips about how to start your entrepreneurial journey. Um, I also talk about mindset, what it's going to take, because I think that's left out. You don't realize what it takes to make change, like significant change in your life. It takes a whole lot of mindset work and I'm still working on mine. So those are the things that you can expect from Go Rogue. And I think I'm six episodes deep, and it's been a lot of fun. I love it.
0: Good. Well, that, that sounds exciting. I'll have to go listen to some episodes. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, so I know you've talked a lot about some of the mindset work that you've been doing. Are there any, like, books or resources or people you followed as you were going through that that you would recommend to people?
1: When I first started, I started listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Um, but the one that has made the sig- the most change, um, is tapping. And I actually have the book right here. Because oh, like
0: the, the EFT. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: and this one is called, um, the tapping solution for manifesting your greatest self. And the, what I love most about this book is that it's a 21 day journey. So, you read something for 21 days and it's literally three to four pages. So that's very manageable. Mm -hmm. And it talks about just like breaking through some of your um, mindset and do like breaking out of what you typically think and do and trying to replace it with something positive. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I just finished it about two, three months ago, but I, I still keep it on my desk because I'm always using it. So I love it. So that has been a game changer for me. I really enjoy it.
0: Good. And um, so if people want to connect with you, where can they, where can they find you online?
1: Yeah. So um, my business page, it's uh, on Facebook. It's www.facebook.com forward slash the social media fixer. So that's what I started out as the social media fixer. And now like, that's still my username. But when you get there, it's just Felicia, right? And that's my um, business page. And so I have the Go Rogue podcast. If you go to iTunes, it's called Go Rogue podcast. And then I also have a Go Rogue community on Facebook as well. So
0: do you have anything coming up that you want to share with people? Any like workshops or freebies, anything like that?
1: Okay, so I have um, a workshop coming up for anybody that is ready to leave their nine to five, they're ready to go rogue. Um, It's going to be in the rogue community. So you can hop on over there and check it out and really jumpstart your entrepreneurial journey.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. So we so appreciate you coming on and I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you further and learn more about going rogue and finding freedom from your job. And of course, getting some success with with, uh, social media and especially Facebook ads. So thanks again, Felicia. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more, you can find me on Insta at Train Thrive Grow. And don't forget to leave a rating and review for this podcast in iTunes. Talk to y'all soon.